From Sacramento, California, this is What's Cooking on Wall Street with your host, Dave DiCamillo. Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome. This is Ty Rickman once again with Dave DiCamilla from DiCamilla Capital Management in Sacramento. How are you doing, Dave? Well, I couldn't be better. It's May 10th, and uh, it's a beautiful day in Sacramento. Yeah. Gorgeous. 80 degrees outside. When I first moved here in 79, I was working for a prepaid health plan, and our medical director said, he was from Minnesota, and he said that the mornings in Sacramento are, in his words, glorious, and they are. They're just perfect. Blue sky beautiful temperature and just nice yeah yeah gorgeous and you know we're at the point of the year now where hopefully it will stay this way we're gonna have some consistency in the weather which is more than we can say for the stock market these days it seems like there's a lot of volatility right now that's what we're going to talk about volatility and you know we talked about it earlier nobody complains about volatility when the stock market is going up we have never had any calls on volatility or markets when stocks are spiking upward. Frankly, they go down too. And for a good part of the time, stocks just sit. There's more volume. It's like everything. There's more traffic, air traffic, auto traffic, consumer purchases. Everything is increasing today. Well, it's not unrealistic to expect stock market volatility and volume is going to go up. And I think you can trace some of that back to uh, the mid-70s, the stock market in the financial services industry was one of the first industries to be deregulated. Commissions were capped. If you bought 100 shares of IBM from any number of brokerage firms, the, the share price was the same. didn't matter. Firms competed on quality. Well, when the pricing structure collapsed, the average price of a trade dropped. Well, guess what? It was cheaper to trade. To the point where today you can trade hundreds of thousands of dollars of stocks for four ninety five. Is that why we've seen dips followed by immediate upswings and then dips again? It seems like it's we're seeing this volatility and it's happening in a much shorter period of time. Oh sure. There's no friction. It's a frictionless event. There's not a significant cost involved. Now there's another thing that isn't so obvious. I can't really prove this. I have a sense of it. But the pay-for-order flow, in other words, the high-frequency traders on the back side of these trades need a lot of volume. So a lot of, many of the major brokerage firms and institutions will solicit order flow. So you'll see ads for low, low-priced trades, and they encourage that to get the orders coming in. They, in turn, the brokerage firms and the institutions, will sell this order flow to a high-frequency trader and get some money back the other way. So they, while they, I think, in my opinion, solicit low-price trades, uh, they in turn make money by selling, using that as grist for the mill. All of this, I think, adds to the volatility of the markets. It doesn't really speak to fundamentals or the economy or really anything that's substantive. It's more of an analytical, not an analytical, but a a tool that enables humans to indulge their whimsy. You'll hear phrases, for example, gee, we didn't want to hold stocks over the weekend, so we sold. That's crazy. But it's so inexpensive to do that, well, why not? And I've heard the phrase passive investing. Does that have anything to do with this this trading? The move to passive investing, meaning indexing and so forth, 
has been a capitulation, in my view, to the fact that we need to outperform the market. It's almost a conundrum because if you're a money manager, you are the market. It's pretty hard to outperform it. You can kind of end up chasing your tail if you're not careful. Prudent money management, uh, oftentimes, you're not going to outperform the market. In many instances, there's three or four stocks that drive the whole index or the market, so you're going to be lagging. Well, the hurdle rate is the market. So institutions and money managers have said, well, we'll just array the S&P 500 as an index, prorating all the various companies as a percentage of this index. And you can make a one-decision election and purchase the index, and you're going to do as well as the index does. If the index does great, you're going to do great. The index fails, you're going to not do particularly well. So we see short-term volatility spiking with, as you said, the lower transaction costs, the which lead to higher frequency trading, the indexes, which also are traded pretty frequently that contain these assets in them, adds to that volatility. What is a good meal to help settle your stomach to help ride out this roller coaster that we're seeing? Well, again, it's spring and asparagus are in season now and they're terrific. I mean, the asparagus are great, especially here. They used to grow a lot of them right down in Stockton. That's changed. But there's a pasta with asparagus that my daughter really likes. And uh, it's really simple. You get a couple of good bunches of asparagus. The tough part, it breaks. So you break off the rough edges. You cut them in pieces like, you know, reasonable quarter of an inch, three quarters of an inch. You clean them and put boil them in water. Get them al dente, not real mushy, not real hard, but reasonable. Take them out of the hot water, cool them, and, but keep the water. And then cook your pasta. And I kind of recommend, you know, thin spaghetti or something thin. And once your pasta is cooked, you, you have a good quality grated cheese, some butter and olive oil, some fresh chopped parsley, and you, you drain your pasta, mix your asparagus with the pasta, add your cheese, a little olive oil, butter, and stir it with some fresh ground pepper and Voila, you got dinner. He's like Parmesan cheese. Parmesan, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can use a good domestic Parmesan or Romano or, you know, if you want to go up, get the imported. You know, you get one of those little wedges and they last a long time. I mean, you just grate it on there and uh, it makes a great meal and kind of a one-pot thing. It's real easy. Nice. and Pasta with asparagus. And it does sound like it would be easy on the stomach. Oh, yeah, it's easy. It's real easy. (laughs) Nice. Well, thanks, Dave. Thank you. 